This podcast of the Tailgate Society is sponsored by Revelton Distilling Company. When Rob and Christy Taylor started following the Kentucky Bourbon Trail in 2012, they fell in love with not only bourbon, but the entire distilling process. So they opened Revelton Distillery, where they offer a family of products including vodka, gin, whiskey, and Revelton Shine. Come visit the Tasting Room at 1400 West Clay Street in Osceola, Iowa, or pick some up at your local Hy-Vee or Fairway grocery store. This podcast contains material that is intended for mature audiences and may not be suitable for all listeners. Enjoy. I don't want to get on the bandwagon. I'll burn that wagon down and join the band. Traveling troubadours terrorizing street corners just to try to get some supper in our hands. Now I waited all my life to get this off my chest screen, buddy murder until someone understands that it ain't about the money, the drugs, or the women. I make this noise just because I can. And we'll all join in to that original sin. So let's get rowdy and reckless. Let's get rowdy and reckless. Let's get rowdy and reckless. Just for that. Hello, and welcome to yet another edition of Old Man Strength, a podcast of the Tailgate Society and brought to you by Revelton Distillery. Uh, I have enjoyed some Revelton over the holidays. I am Tim Johnson, joined by Chris Shipley, who I'm sure has enjoyed some Revelton over the holidays. Chris, how are you doing? I'm not sure you can make it through the holidays without any Revelton sometimes. <laughs> uh, I certainly think it certainly adds to it. I, I have not seen a whole lot of family over the holidays. So uh, if I had, I'm sure I would have needed about twice as much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> I'm glad it's over. It's nice and I enjoyed it. And I got to see some family I haven't seen for a while, but I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready for spring already. Uh, yeah, I, hey man, uh, it snowed a bunch today, so I am very much ready for spring. Yesterday, it I woke up and it had snowed and then it iced on top, so the snow was like creme brulee. Uh, so that was nice and pleasant. And then driving home from from work this evening, there was, you know, no plowed roads, so that was a fun little excursion. So I'm. I'm more than ready for, for spring, uh, although up here in Minnesota, I feel like that's probably about six to eight months away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, uh, Chris, I'm very excited to talk to our returning guest, uh, Mr. George Condit. Uh, so I really don't, I, you know, I'm going to cut the small talk, but George, welcome back to Old Man Strength. Man, thanks for having me back. Yeah, thanks for uh, not bailing and figuring out that we were about co- a couple of uh, crazies and I never want to go on that podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love doing this stuff, man, especially with you guys, man. It's always fun. We appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's been a little while since we've talked to you. Um, it's been... Uh, maybe a little bit different football season than we thought. Uh, certainly, though, a very different basketball season than I think anyone thought. Um, I'm sure yourself included. I'm, I'm sure 
your son has I, I've been happy to to see the, the success that that they've had and that he's had. But um, man, I, did you see any of this coming? Um, it's funny. I didn't have them undefeated. <laughs> but when when we talked about it, when he kept telling me how good he thought they could really be, and I looked at the schedule, I figured if we were nine and three, mm -hmm. I'd be happy. You know what I'm saying? Because especially coming off of last season. Oh sure. You know, if yeah, if we were at this point, before you know, going into conference play, if we were nine and three, I figured ten and ten and ten and two would have been you know absolute. You know, we were firing on all cylinders. Did not see twelve and zero. Glad they are though. Yeah. Oh I, no, absolutely, absolutely. I think um, you know, a couple of things certainly fell their way that helped them get a little bit of confidence up. Right? They they met Xavier when Xavier was a little shorthanded, which you know gave them a little bit of boost, and they, and they they hit a Memphis team that was maybe still trying to figure out their identity. But but I don't mean to take away from those wins. I think that just helped give them the confidence that you know they could go in play Iowa the way they did, play Creighton the way they did, um, just confident in who they were and, and playing like a team. Well, I, I figured if, and I've been telling the wife this, when we were driving up to New York. If we get past Xavier, we got a shot. We really have a shot. Yeah. You know, because as much as, you know, Memphis is vaulted with their recruiting and everything else, there's still 18-year-old kids who make 18-year-old kids' mistakes. <laughs> and that, and, that, and that's, that's kind of what I was – I'm like, you know, they're a young squad. They're talented. But, you know, if we just play physical, play our D, we, we can be in that game. Did I expect to blow them out the water? No, not at all. But, you know, hey, that's what it turned into. Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I, I don't profess to be any kind of a, a, a basketball uh savant or aficionado i love watching the game i i've never coached it so i've never played it so the ins and outs i i don't fully understand but i think what bothered me leading into the preseason was all the pundits saying how terrible they were going to be when i i just couldn't imagine he was bringing in scrubs right i mean we were right. we couldn't have been any worse than we were before right exactly. all, all those guys that he brought in were d1 highly recruited at one point athletes, uh, especially Kalsher from Minnesota, uh, and then the kid from from Kansas. And, yeah, yep, and then and then, you know, with Trey and, and George coming back, who were cornerstones to that team, I just felt like they weren't even giving them a shot. And I and I've said this repeatedly, it so reminds me of the team that Floyd got after Hoiberg and Beecham and those guys left and he brought in Willoughby and Pratt and Cato and just kind of pieced people together to mm -hmm. kind of, to, to kind of get through that, that transfer year or that year where things were, you know, were in flux and they've just gelled and they bought into, into what TJ is, is coaching and, and, and preaching. And TJ knew the guys that he wanted to bring in to run that system, what he needed. And it's, and it's paid off. Couldn't agree more. Um, that the the guys he brought in, I'm just amazed that they jailed so fast. That I thought was the, and that, that's got to go to coaching because that seems to be the most difficult. You can have a, you can put talent together. That's that's the easy part these days with the transfer portal and everything else going on. 
But to get them all to buy in and to play as a unit, you know, my hat goes off to them. Well, that's that's a good example of Prome. Prome brought in talent. You can't say that that, that Coach Prome didn't bring talent in. Oh no, you know, he with, did. He with did. George and Tyrese and yeah. and 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 T- Tucker and Wigington and those guys, but it just seemed like after they were there, they just he couldn't he couldn't gel them and coach them up. I think was part of the problem. That it, with with that the, the talent was there, you know. I just think um, a, a lot of it he he might have been done in by his own success, and I say that because nobody expected, you know, you to have two guys back to back, you know, jet and go to the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, nobody really expected Taylor to jump after his freshman year. Well, at the end of the season, yeah. But at the beginning, oh, nobody really thought about that. Yeah, you know. And then once Tyrese got rolling, it's like you saw it coming. Like, yeah, he's finna leave. You know, you were at least looking at them for maybe two years. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that I think the 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 having the success and being able to get the talent. You know, we kind of got bit by uh, who can I think of? What Kentucky goes through every year. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, one and dones, one and dones, in and out. You know. If they get a guy that's been there three years or four years, is a trick to it. So, well, and I think that's what what's so great about um, this year's team is that you have you do have uh, uh, a surprisingly good freshman point guard, mm-hmm. um, but you mix that with senior transfers and program vet- veterans. So you know, guys like like Kalsher. And Brockington that, that that came in that that I think, I, I mean no one is 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 more surprised by Isaiah Brockington than I am I think but um but then to mix it in with with some veterans in the program as well so like your son uh, for instance who's been sort of a rock for this for this program that has kind of helped everyone understand what Iowa State is all about because I think you've got when you've got those new faces I think they also just need to understand what Iowa State is all about and and he's and he's someone who's who's uh, been through everything in his cycle (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because we we talked uh when he was here and you know it just would be really nice you know he started off his freshman year as big 12 champs Mm -hmm. um you know made the tournament i said maybe you can go out you know like you came in the door so, uh, you know, that's – if they can put it all together, you know. I will say this, though, just looking at our conference this year, oh, my goodness. It's going to be a rock fight every night. Oh, yeah. You I, mean, yeah I mean – There's the, no easy games there. Yeah, No, yeah. none. Yeah, the Big 12 is, is always tough. But, man, you, you look at this – well, shoot. Uh, I mean, let's get into it, man. We're, we're going to start off conference play – Gonna start off the brand new year uh, facing the yeah. number one team in the country. I did, yeah, yeah. I, I, not not only the number one team, the the returning national champions, um, mm-hmm. who have absolutely demonstrated through the non conference that that they have deserved that and they deserve that ranking. And um, I mean, it sure seems like this year there's been a new number one every other week, but for the last couple of weeks it's been them and. Uh, uh, it's not just them, you know, you've got a couple of other teams that are, are going to be really good and a couple other teams, you know, a team like 
like Texas that you can't sleep on in any way, shape or form. That's still going to be very, very good and very, very tough uh, to play on. And, and so, you know, Iowa state coming in with the number eight ranking into, into conference play can't look over their shoulder and, and can't look towards their next opponent. I mean, when you look at five, five of the teams in the, in the big 12 of the 10 teams are ranked. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the ones that aren't ranked are right outside of being ranked. Yeah. You know, that is, it's like, I saw somebody put up an article the other day. It's like the old Big East, you know? Oh yeah. It, it's like, it's yeah. like that, that, the original old Big East, you know, it, it, it's every single night you're going to get punched in the face. <laughs> it's just, it's just what's happening. And, you, and if you're not ready for it, it'll be a long season, you know? Yeah, you've got Baylor number one, Kansas six, Iowa State eight. You have uh, Texas at 17. And then you have Texas Tech at 25. But then right below that, Oklahoma and West Virginia both got votes. Mm-hmm. So seven out of 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's gonna, there's, there's no nights off, you know, no nights off. I think what's bothersome the most is is that that first game is always during student week when the students are gone, and it's always a tough team. I think we played Kansas at home like yep. three years running when the yep. students aren't there. It, it, the fix has got to be in, right? That, that's, that's not a bad. We never get TCU right nope. at home in the uh, with no students. We've we've been to. We only the only the only New Year's game we missed was New Year's Day games we missed was last year's due to COVID, but we caught the first two, and you're correct, Kansas, Kansas, and Kansas. Yep. Just like, come on, man. And I'm thinking, okay, we when I saw the schedule, I'm like, oh, cool. We don't have Kansas. Oh, it's Baylor. <laughs> yeah, right. It's it's Baylor, a ranked Texas Tech, and a very good Oklahoma team, a ranked Kansas, a ranked Texas, a ranked Tech, Texas Tech again. Mm-hmm. That is that is the start of January. That's the first three weeks of January. That is one hell of a gauntlet to go through to to test that team's medal. That it reminds me of when I was playing at Iowa State, and we had to go through the Big Three every single season. We had to see Nebraska, Oklahoma, and uh, Nebraska, Oklahoma, and Colorado back to back to back, all three in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then how you, how you reacting after those beatings for three weeks in a row of just getting pounded on by the top teams? It's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's the mindset for those kids going into that game and going into this Big 12 play? It's got to be one game at a time, obviously, but what's the oh, mindset? Definitely. If I'm just talking to, you know, him and some of the guys when I'm up there, that that's, you know, they, they're living it, you know, how uh, TJ's, you know, coaching it. It's, it's one game at a time. They don't worry about who else, you know, it's, it's who's in front. You know, you can't, you can't get around who you got to deal with right in front of you. You got to take care of that before you can think about anybody else. And that seems to be the attitude. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it. it's certainly nice that they took care of business the way they did in the non-conference. Um, they were certainly in, I, I wouldn't say that, that 
every game was really easy, but they certainly seemed to manage a lot of teams a lot better than I thought. They certainly had maybe some surprising rock fights, but they basically came out of the non-conference largely unscathed, which I think is, is really important heading into conference play is, is I, from what I understand, they're mostly healthy. They're mostly ready to go. Right. Yeah, that, that is true. And that's the, that's the, the, the part of the game that that's the luck part that you got to have, you know, to get through, you know, a season like this. And, you know, we still, like I said, we still got all of, all of conference play to go, but to know that we don't have, you know, anybody seriously injured, not missing three, four games, not in COVID protocol. Thank God, knock on wood. Yeah. You know, we've been able to dodge that bullet, you know, cause it ate us up last year. So, you know, yeah, that was the question. That was the question I was going to ask you is, is what do you think's been behind that success? I know the football team has been able to handle it extremely well for the last two years. And this year's basketball team has, has went, you know, again, knock on wood, uh, extremely, extremely well. What, what's in place in the background that maybe the fans don't see that helps with that? Do you know, or, or is it just the, those guys just buying into it and doing doing their due diligence and following the rules and following the protocols? I think it's a combination of things. Um, I think, you know, when they got to to campus, you know, it was let's circle the wagons. You know, it's it's us against the world. We gotta make sure we're on top of our game. Um, and you know, they still had their fun. You know, they were at football games and. You know, they did the things that college kids did, but they I think they also kept it in the back of their mind that, you know, hey, we can't get crazy with it. You know, we got a season coming up. We got to have everybody together, everybody healthy. And now that they're rolling, you know, it's, it, it, you know, it, it's it's the, as coach would say, it's the everyday habits. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the everyday habits. It's being at practice in the morning. It's, you know, hitting class and coming back and watching film. You know, and, you know, shut it down at, at a certain time of night. Because why? Because you got to be a practice in the morning, you know. Yep. So, you know, I think that's what it's been. It's been a combination of, of a lot of things. You know, George, one thing I think I've really noticed about this team is how much they play for each other. Uh, you know, there might be one guy that gets a lot of rebounds, but that doesn't mean that that's one guy crashing the boards. You're seeing a lot of those rebounds go because three or four guys are tipping that ball and keeping it alive and trying to get that board on the offensive glass or even on the defensive glass. Uh, you're seeing a lot of unselfish play where uh, really any given night, one person might lead them in scoring or might lead them in rebounding. Um just a lot of playing for each other. It seems to me that you don't get that on the court without that mentality off the court. True. Um, they, they're they doing exactly what you said. They are playing for each other. It's next man up mentality. Um, it also has to go, you know, it also plays into effect that uh, Coach TJ, you know, he'll ride the, he'll ride the hot hand. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll, you know, he'll ride the hot hand and, you know, when he see a guy's going cold, he's looking for that next guy that, that's ready to go. You know, um, a lot of it, too, I think, is even the guys coming off the bench, you know, um, their mentality is we got to contribute now. We can't – so when I come in the game, I got to do something. You know, I, I got to – whether it's on defense, taking a charge, uh, whether it's getting rebounds, whether it's getting steals, 
getting you know getting us in our offense. They're doing whatever it takes to be successful, and if, you know, and that, that's tough if you think about it. Because if you've been sitting on the bench, you know, for the first six minutes, and you know, you just got to jump into the game and, and feel the flow and get going right now. That's a lot to ask of a guy. Yeah, but they've been able to do it. Yeah, the one thing that I noticed quite a bit is is the hustle and the camaraderie between the team or between them as teammates. One guy gets put down. It, it seems like all the other four run right to him and help him up. Mm-hmm. They're always doing that. It's not every once in a while. It just seems like it's every time occurrence. Somebody makes a big a big play. They all go over and congratulate each other. It's truly a tight team, more than what I've seen in the past. Yeah. You know, it, it, I know it sounds cliche, but like, you know, TJ's been saying, it's the everyday habits. If you're not doing that in practice, you're not going to do it in a game. You know, if you're not doing those little things every single day, uh, almost muscle memory, you're not going to do them in the game, mm-hmm. you know. And I, and I think that's been – that's that was something they were missing definitely last season, you know. Um, and it's good to see that it's back, you know, and that, and that there, you know, it it's ingrained in them now. It's not, a, it's not even a second thought. It's, hey, this is what we do, you know, so – the, the joy looks to be back as well. I noticed uh, that George was at a couple of football games, and it, there's always that one guy that seems to want to be the – he's living the true college <laughs> fan life, right? He's like one of the favorites. You know, there was Mark, There was always, you know, Marty Murdoch who went and played with the band after the football game, which I saw yeah. George go do, uh, yeah. you know, sitting in the middle of the student sections, just soaking it all in. It's so nice to see him – happy and having a good time and it's infectious i think not only to the rest of his teammates but to the entire school and the fan base yeah i, I the kid's living his best life i can't deny that uh, <laughs> and, uh, he, he, every time i turned around to a football season i'm watching the game and i how does a camera find him you know it's just like <laughs> Stuart, <laughs> come on i mean <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's six foot nine. How's the camera going right, to find him? Right. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's always, it's like, come on, man. But yeah, he's uh, he's enjoying it. Um, yeah, it's funny. We we were sitting talking when he was here the last couple of days before he had to go back, and it's just like he's gonna graduate. You know, he it, it, these these four years went fast. Yeah. You know, to him it seems like it didn't, but you know. To me, definitely. It's like I remember when you were being recruited. You know, I remember when you when you were committing, mm-hmm. and you know, here we are. You know, the last semester of your senior year. That's just crazy. Yeah, my my daughter Caitlin is the same age as George. He, she graduates as well. She's been there the same okay. amount of time. And we were just having a conversation that it seemed like we just moved her into her first dorm, or, <laughs> yeah. right, or she went through graduation, <laughs> and now she's going to start student teaching next spring. Wow. And, you know, yeah, we got rid of the boys to, to college, and now Caitlin's moving back in to start student teaching. So our emptiness lasted about three months. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there, and we have, didn't really uh, do anything. No, nah. <laughs> nah, not at all. Yeah. Now, um, one of the things that, that's been fun for me as a fan, certainly, Chris mentioned the fun is back. The fun is back for – for Iowa state fans. Um, Hilton is back to levels that I have not seen in a long time. I've got, uh, 
a nephew at Iowa State who um, has been absolutely loving every single men's basketball game in a way that that, you know, he hasn't since his freshman year and, and not even the way that, that he liked it his freshman year. Like it's it's been absolutely crazy. And I think one one game that really, really encapsulated that was was that Iowa game. Um, man, how fun was that? Huge. Um, the it it I hadn't really heard Hilton that loud since I'm gonna go. It was my son's recruiting trip, and we were there. Uh, it was his unofficial. We were there, and they were playing Baylor, mm-hmm. and they wind up winning that game. That's when Monte was still there. Yeah, and we were sitting, you know, and at the student section at the bottom there, where they have the recruits. And it was me, George, and his brother. And the three of us could not hear ourselves trying to yell at each other <laughs> over, the, over the noise Hilton was generating. And it was just bananas. At that Iowa game, that's what it felt like. I hadn't, it hadn't been like that in a long time. I, I had mentioned on Twitter, I had said that, you know, I was happy for that team. But probably the person on that team I was most happy for was George, just because of everything that he's been through. And, and, and I know he didn't play his greatest game. He got into a little bit of foul trouble in that game. Uh, he did have an absolute monster dunk in that game, but um, I think you could see if there was one player on that team and, and yeah, Kalsher and Brockington, you know, they've, they've played against Iowa, so they understand what it means mm-hmm. to play against Iowa. But I don't, I think if there was one player on that team that you could see on their face, what it meant to, to not just beat Iowa, but to take him to the woodshed. Uh, oh yeah, yeah it, 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 it was George. You could see it. Oh yeah, every it, that that trust me, that's been circled on his calendar you know, <laughs> since, since the end of last since last season ended. That was just that game that was no matter what else goes on wrong or or happens, this game here. I'm like okay, and and they did a they did a, a solid job of it. You know, they did a really solid job, and 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 it's good to to beat the team from out east like that. You know, that's what should happen. Yeah, we should have left the shoes on the. Should have left the <laughs> shoes on the. <laughs> no, no, we are not gonna go there. You know, you know, my man. It's just you know, karma is something else because he really didn't think he was after gonna see us again. <laughs> and Lord and behold, what do you know? Here you are. Again. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. No, I'm that... Teddy George. I'm sorry, I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'll take the W though. You know what I'm saying? That that's yeah, right. That that, that 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 one right there is gonna hurt all year long. You know. And and the fan base needed it. It had been a long time since Oh yeah. Any had beaten those guys in anything. So yeah, we needed it, that. It, it was nice to to be able to hold one over on them. And it was sweet because remember, it came right after the women had just won. Yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So it was like, you know, okay, you know, back to back. And then the next thing you know, diving, whether it was diving the swim team won. And even though wrestling didn't win, we still kind of punched the bully in the face, which is a, was a win in my book. I don't care yep. nobody. Yep. So, yeah. it's Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a solid Iowa team. I'm not going to say it's their best team that we've seen here in recent memory, but that's a very good Iowa team. So it, it was not like that was beaten up on Iowa on a down year in any way, shape or form. That was, that was a tough team. Yeah. Yeah. That that was a very tough team. And 
they're going to, you know, in the Big Ten, they're going to have a good run, I think. You know, um, they'll, they'll have their stumbles, but they're going to give people the fits night in, night out. So, no, I, it, it definitely was a good team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I think some people are probably sleeping on the Big Ten a little bit because there's been some some misses here or there. I think uh, the Gophers are certainly a lot better team than anyone expected them to be this year. Um, I think. Yeah, that's I, for sure. I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do, but uh, um, yeah, that was, that was a solid team win for, for Iowa state. It was a fun one to see. And then they got to, you know, they, they got one, that one, that was right off the heels of the Creighton win. If I don't, if I'm remembering correctly. So it was, <laughs> yeah. So, so they were, uh, you know, they came out with, you know, by all means should have been exhausted, um, but really took it right to them. Nah, you couldn't, I, I don't care if they had to play Duke before they played, you know, the boys. <laughs> <laughs> you were not going to be exhausted. That just wasn't going to happen. You know, that just wasn't going to happen. So, and well, we're at oh, home. Go ahead, George. Sorry. I was, no, I'm saying, and we, and we were at home. Nah. Yeah. Well, it helps to start off. At least they'll be home for the first two games. Like we said, Baylor and then, and then Texas tech. And then, then they make that trip to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and and so they've they've got a nice long break. I think in years past we've seen them, you know, playing one more game closer around the holidays. But you know, they haven't played since since what the twenty first, and they're off until the first. So that's that's a good couple week break for them. Um, what are those guys doing in this this interim to help get them prepared and help keep them focused? Oh, uh, uh, they they weren't home, I think, but tops four days. Uh, in George's case, he flew in Wednesday, flew out Saturday. Not yeah. Sunday, flew out Sunday. Yeah, flew in Wednesday, flew out Saturday, Sunday. So, and you know, as far as I know, they're back to you know everyday practice and getting in. So, you know, uh, I think they all have Baylor on the mind at this point. Uh, Are you, you going to be at that game, George? Oh, wouldn't miss it. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't miss it. Look, I'm. I'm looking at the weather report earlier today because they were talking about uh, <laughs> we're going to have snow. I'm like, ah, oh, that means we got to leave early. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. All right, you got to leave early. Yeah, Although awesome. I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind maybe having a little outdoor basketball game. Let Baylor experience a little, little five <laughs> ten degree <laughs> play with the wind. Uh, <laughs> if only, man. If You're we bad enough for them just walking from the bus. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be like five degrees and like fifty mile an hour gusts here up in Minnesota uh during that game. I think that'd be a little brutal for serious? anyone to live. Oh, it's supposed to be miserable up here. Ooh, um wow. yeah, I'm dumb enough to live in Minnesota, so that's on me. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, there is there is the winter classic, the outdoor hockey game that's going on uh, <laughs> uh, oh, this weekend. Yeah. Co-worker of mine is, is going to go to that. And I'm like, man, um, you better bring along uh, a really good flask to keep that those liquid long drops because oh, you're going to yeah. be – it's going to be rough. But uh, – I'd uh, have to turn that one down. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, man, I I love hockey. I don't – you know, I've been to plenty of, of cold-weather football games. Uh, George, I'm sure you played in your fair share of cold-weather football games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that you ever played in five degrees, though. No, I know you played in that blizzard game versus Colorado. Yeah, yeah, but that was snow. I, I'll take that. 
You know, when you because even to, to snow, it's got to be at least a certain temperature. When you start talking about negative anything, nah, or or, or yeah. you know, in, in the single digits, no. Yeah, that's when it gets too cold to snow. Which yeah. I, for, for some people, they don't understand the concept of too cold to snow, but it is it is a very real thing. I definitely right. wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, I remember uh, being at the Kansas game a few years ago when it was sleeting and ice, and you could just tell Kansas had given up five minutes into the first quarter. They were already over that entire experience. Uh, see, I had to go. We went to a K-State game uh, when we played. We were on ESPN, I think, that night. It was so cold there. It was just, uh, you, you know, it, it was raining and it was wind, and it was just like, okay, how can we get this game over with? How can we get this game over with? Oh my God. Yeah. I, mm, yeah. See, uh, I didn't like those. <laughs> I suppose at some point you, you just kind of quit feeling anything. And yeah. I mean, at a certain point, you, yeah, everything kind of goes numb. But now I understand you've still got a job to do. So you're still trying to tackle, catch, run, and everything's numb. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good combination, right? Yeah, I th- I think uh, I think in in that sense, then George, I would say that your son might have uh, been a little bit smarter than you playing an indoor sport. Huh, yeah, <laughs> he, he reminds me of that every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I got to ask you. We had um we had Brees Hall's uh, mom uh, uh, Rhonda on a few weeks ago. Okay, and. Uh, she talked a lot about how she reacted to, well, we, we specifically asked about pro uh, pro football focus Twitter feed and how much they trashed and, and would uh, troll Brees a lot and how much she had to hold her tongue back. So my question is, I, I noticed that you went pretty radio silent quite a bit last year uh, on Twitter and whatever. I consciously noticed, I don't see George for much on this app. Yeah. So, I, I got it. I mean, you're so in tune with a lot of the fans on there and interact with a lot of them. I mean, it's got to be pretty hard not to to respond to some it, of the stuff you probably saw last year. Well, you, you, you kind of you want to believe, you know, you're bigger than that. And, and I'm not. You can take it. But, you know, every now and then, man, you'll get certain fans and they'll hit a nerve. And it's just like, Mm, okay, I'm gonna get off. You know, it's like I I, I got to get off right now because otherwise my fingers are gonna say something that I don't want to say. <laughs> you, know, so, you know, so it was it it got hard, man. It it really did because people forgot like these kids weren't out there trying to lose. Yeah, they right. Didn't, you know what I'm saying? They don't. They weren't going to practice every day. Going, ah, well, see, I mean, we can lose by the day. No, they were actually trying to get it done. But it just wasn't working. You know, it was a combination of things that weren't, that weren't happening and falling for them, you know, to, to be successful. But it wasn't like they weren't showing up going, hey, let's try to get this win today. You know, so, and a lot of people, so you know, certain, I won't say a lot of people, but certain fans, you know, just kind of forget, you know, that they didn't come there to lose. <laughs> you know, they didn't, they didn't go, oh, I'm going to go to Iowa State so I can lose every, every conference game last year. No, that's not what they were trying to do. So. Right. Well, and and if and if you looked at last year's schedule, yeah, they only won two games, uh, 
but man, there were a lot of games where they were in it. They played Baylor really close last year. They played Kansas State really close. They had um, uh, a, an Oklahoma game where they played fairly close. So it's not like they were going out there. Like you said, they weren't going out there to lose, but they were they were still making a lot of games competitive for uh, at least, you know, 38 out of, out of minutes of the game or, or, you know, some of them all the way to the very end. It, if you look at some of those scores, well, if you look at some of the, the close games we've had uh, this season so far, mm-hmm. um, I, and I always tell the wife, I go, that's the difference. Those close ones that we still won, we'd have lost those last year. Yeah. Because we just yeah. didn't we just didn't have the ability to finish people. Um, you know, we would be up and then, you know, like you said, Baylor played them tough. We were ahead in that game. Yeah. But then we let them come back and we we didn't have the 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 knack to just, you know, keep that, that gas pedal down and just keep running. You know. And we didn't and we didn't play defense as well as we as we do this year so far, if you ask me. You know, we're just a better we're a better defensive team, you know. I, this is the best defense I've seen since uh the Floyd era, uh, if not even better than any of those. Uh I've never seen uh guys all over all over the ball like I like I've seen this team play. I mean it, they're that somebody is always trying to help the helper, yeah. and when you get when you get guys that are doing that, and, 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 and to be honest, that's a a very uh, unselfish trait. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To just know, okay, he helped out here, so I got to cover him, and the yeah, next guy yeah. going, he covered, so I got to rotate over here. If you're doing that, you're gonna be in a lot of ball games, and that's what's been happening for us. And and let's be real, it frustrates offensive you know, minded players to always have somebody in their shirt. Yeah. You know, it gets annoying after a while. And that's what you want to do. You want to pester the heck out of And then they press and then they make mistakes or they Mm -hmm. get frustrated and foul out of frustration. Mm -hmm. You can see them. uh, Memphis is a good example. They were so rattled down by the middle of the second half. They didn't know what to do. Yeah. Well, we, we kind of had a chip on our shoulder, I think. Memphis, because uh, Memphis was kind of jaw jacking doing warm ups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah. oh, like, oh, look at these guys. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. So once we got them down, it definitely, they, they weren't going to let up on them. You know, so it was good to see. Now, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, that West Virginia game that I'm sure is going to last about four hours. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be the longest defensive battle. It's going to end up with like a, a final score, like 42 to 41. And it's yeah. going to just be uh, a whole lot of in each other's face the entire time. Uh, an absolute select fest, but it, it should be. Uh, it, and that's the thing about this team, right? They're so defensive oriented, but they're still really fun to see. You know, people so many, many times talk about those early uh, Hoiberg teams where that Hoy ball really opened up, spread the floor, got the threes up, uh, got kind of back to a little bit of that Johnny Orr kind of fast paced offense. Um, you know, when, when Floyd took over for Johnny and he slowed the game down and got defensive oriented, I think people thought that was boring, but this man, this is the most exciting type of defense because it's really opened up a, a lot of, you know, a good transition game, which has been a lot of fun to see. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, and it's really helped kind of spread the love around the team. Uh, so it's been fun to watch. Well, if, if you think about it, you know, when they're playing D like they've been playing, and then for the nights when the shots are falling, oh, man, it's, it's a thing of beauty. Yeah. You know, because now they're, you know, they got all this pressure on you, but now they're knocking down shots, you know, and now, now the panic starts. Now it's, oh, they're getting ahead of us by 10, by 12, by 15, but they're still strangling your own defense. Mm-hmm. Those, man, those, those are lovely games to watch. <laughs> yeah. You know? I, yeah. I mean, th- that's a really good point. Cause I've talked about that in the past, like where, you know, one of the big faults of Hoiberg's teams is when the shots weren't falling, then that, that game got out of reach pretty quickly. Right. Uh, whereas this team, uh, they can be shooting 30% from the floor. And I, feel absolutely confident that they're still going to be in that game just because mm-hmm. of what they're able to create even when the shots aren't falling. So um, it's just a different animal, uh, maybe even a little bit different than, than I expected out of, out of TJ, uh, which is great to see. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit about uh, Coach Otts. Uh, you know, he's someone who's been in and out of the program, someone who's certainly been familiar with the program. Um, what do you think he brings that is just so different? Oh, um, I think it's not just him. I think it's him and the staff. Okay. Um, I think he's assembled guys and coaches, assistant coaches that, um, you know, they really know this game. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they really know this game. They communicate well to players. And, you know, they, they, they've got them to buy in. I, honestly, that, you know, and, and I definitely know it starts with accountability. You know, that's the one thing that when we first talked to Coach, you know, he definitely was, you know, hard on everybody's going to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that's that's a good thing, you know. I, I I don't I don't think you can have this team playing like they're playing without that. Uh, it goes to the culture, I think, that he's building there <clears throat> with bringing in the caliber of guys that are going to do that. They're 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 going to be held accountable, and they're they hold themselves to a higher expectations as well. I think that's probably why you saw a little bit of purging in the offseason of some guys that, that chose to leave and some guys that were asked to leave. Um, you were either going to buy into the process and buy into the program or you were not going to, you were not going to be there. True. No, very true. Which I, I'm totally okay with because if you're going to come in there and you're going to win or you're going to lose, I would much rather lose and win on my terms and how we're going to do it than try to placate to the guys that are already there. That's it. You know, if, if all you got were 10, and those are the best ten. Play them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, get 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 the W's with that with the with the guys that want to be there. You know, and I and I think this group, you know, definitely wants to be there. You know, uh, the 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 guys from last year's squad, they don't ever want to go through another season like that ever again. You know, so they're they're definitely busting their butt to, to make sure it doesn't happen. And with the guys that are coming in. You know, they they came in here for a reason. They didn't just come in here just, you know, oh, we're just here to just to show up. No, they're trying to win. And, and you can see it. You can see it by the effort on the floor. Yeah, I mean, it, 
certainly in the off season, we saw maybe some departures that I think people were surprised by. We saw, uh, you know, TJ was pretty upfront with people about what he was looking for, for his team, uh, who he felt was a fit for that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think that certainly made fans nervous, but it also, I think set a tone pretty early that, uh, you know, to Chris's point about culture, he knows who he wants, what he wants, what those expectations are. And, and if someone's not going to be a fit, then, then he's going to, he's not going to be shy about moving elsewhere. Um, sure. But it is definitely uh, a different culture, I guess I would say. So like someone like, like your son, who's, who's been through uh, again, big 12 champ to you know one of the roughest seasons we've ever seen to now this style of coaching and this style of of team play um you know he's had to go through a lot of adjustments and i'm sure this year has been maybe a a bigger adjustment than maybe anything in the previous three is that fair fair definitely yeah um He's made, I, I guess, you know, it It all started with the, you know, the conversation when, when Coach got in, you know. Um, the, that conversation between him and Coach TJ kind of set the tone. That's, hey, this is, you know, I know what you went through. And, and it, it's, it's kind of funny because when Iowa State was originally recruiting George, TJ was still here. Yeah. He was on that staff. So he knew he was actually the one that I think that did the film. So he knew why they were recruiting him, you know. And I think when he got back here, it was just, okay, let's see if we can't get out you what we thought we should have got out you the, the first go round, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, he, I think he's just, he's, he's putting it together. He put it together quick. But, you know, it, it's, it's working. And, you know, if it, ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, so. You know, you also see a, a guy like like Caleb Grill, who was with the program before and, and bounced around and 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 came back home. Uh, um, I think there's there's a lot of that mentality that TJ had before when he was on the staff that that I think he wanted to bring back some of that. Yeah. Uh, right. And and so you're seeing guys like that, uh, like that like Caleb that that know their role and know when they need to to step up and and. You know, he can certainly be the leading scorer, but he can also just be uh, a spark plug of energy when they need that. Or, you know, he can be uh, playing solid defense where he needs to play or or a little bit of everything. And I I think that's one thing that that it's not just about that culture, that mentality, but it's really getting guys to understand their role and what that role means on a night to night basis. I mean, if you think about it, it's a it's a a good problem to have when uh, you know you know what Isaiah is going to give you, but you know all of a sudden here comes Caleb, you know off the bench and pow, there's twenty, yeah. or here comes Trey, you know with off the bench and there's twelve, yeah. you know plus three steals and you know when you got guys that are doing that, you know Jazz and and Tristan. You know, it's like, okay, you know what the scouting report said. Scouting report said X, Y, Z. 
But now you're getting ABC. You know, you're getting you weren't counting on this guy. You weren't counting on this guy. And it's hard to defend when when you got multiple guys that could burn you at any given night. Yeah, I mean it. it it's a lot of fun. I I think even the uh, that last game, you know, Enaruna had a, a really nice game, uh, mm -hmm. right? And so guys like like uh, Jazz weren't necessarily playing that much or playing that well, and and it's kind of that next man up and and finding the right piece, the right puzzle piece for what you need at the time. Uh, so yeah, it it's. Uh, it's more depth maybe than I think we've we're used to seeing uh, and it's depth in the right way. Cause, cause sure. Isaiah is going to give you 36 minutes a night. Um, but that doesn't mean he has to be everything for, for those 36 minutes. You can, you can find someone that might only play 16 minutes, but give you 10 points in those 16 minutes. And uh, it's a really important piece to have. Yeah, most definitely. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you've seen, you know, one night Jazz goes for a big night. One night Kalsha goes for a big night. Brockington. I mean, there there isn't one guy that they're all keying on. <clears throat> and two of the guys we haven't really talked about uh, is Hunter, who's really come in as a freshman and really played top notch. But to me, Trey Jackson uh, deserves a lot of credit for going from the starting lineup to to coming off the bench and embracing that and really playing that role up to, to where the level he's played it at. And and you got to take all this into perspective, too. They've only played 12 games together. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm That's, It's only been 12 games. So if they can just keep this up, you know, over the next 18, hey, man, we're, we're fine, you know. We're, we're going to be okay. So... Some of the brackets that have just been played around with, I've already seen him at a two seed uh, in some regions, and that I mean, it's just that's just crazy to think about. Yeah, Jerry Jerry Palm had him as a one seed, and it's way early in the season, but to see that is just yeah. That, that's what I'm like, can we just pump the brakes a little? <laughs> Let's play a few more games first. You know, I saw one they had him. As a six seed, and they would have been in Milwaukee. I'm like, wow, okay. You know, it, it, I'm cool with it, but you know, let's just tamper it down. Let, let's once again, it goes back to let's just take one game at a time. Let's just take care, of, you know, Baylor, and then whoever else is on the schedule. Guess what? We'll deal with them when we got to deal with them. You know, and hopefully we'll find ourselves, you know, come, you know, come March, in a very good position. So let's let's talk a little bit about that big. We touched on the Big Twelve briefly. We we touched on all the talent in the Big Twelve. Um, I haven't been able to watch nearly as many um, Big Twelve games in, in this in this preseason this this non conference as I would like to. What I have caught though is um, <laughs> more of the same. Right? Um, what do you think? are some of the keys for these guys to, to find success uh, in the conference this year? Uh, honestly, it's all going to start it's, it, to me, and I could be wrong. It starts and ends with our defense. Mm -hmm. um, because that's the one thing that no matter whose gym you're in, you can always play deep. Um, 
some shots might not fall that night. You know, some days it might look, you know, you couldn't miss, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, even if it's a bad shooting night, you can still go out and make it a worse shooting night for the other team. Yeah. And I think as long as we keep that mentality, you know, of just not wanting to let people score on us, you know, and, I, and sometimes it, watching those guys play, that's just how they are. It just seems like they just refuse to just, no, you're not going to score on me. And if you have that mentality, I think you can walk into the Oklahomas. You can walk into the Kansas. And you can find yourself on the winning end of that ball game, you know, or, you know, with two minutes left, we got a tie ball game. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying? And at that point, it's anybody's ball game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so if we can find ourselves in those positions, especially on the road, I think we're going to do way better at home, um, especially, you know, with Hilton rocking the way it's been. If Vicky continues to rock like that, it's only going to get stronger and louder as the season goes on. So, you know, that home, defending home is a must. But if you can go out and you can pop a Kansas, and you can pop a Texas, you know, um, you, 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 you beat, you know, K-State. Hey, man, we're going to be in a very nice position. Yeah, you know, you mentioned earlier about last season, you know, having a leader, being in a close game towards the end of the game and then fading down the stretch. Uh, I'm not saying this team isn't susceptible to that, but boy, it sure seems like this team is built to be able to withstand some of that, uh, that pressure as the game goes on. And if they're going to have that lead late, um, they can kind of weather the, the punch back that a Kansas or an Oklahoma is going to give you. Uh, they're going to be able to, to stick with a little, a little bit more than, than in, in, certainly last year and, and a couple of years ago. Um, but, you know, it's been a while since I guess I, we've seen an Iowa State team where, you know, I'm not just sitting there waiting for the other shoe to drop in the last two minutes of a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, you, you want, you, it's, like I said, are they going to have, are they going to have a rough night out? Yep, they probably will. Somewhere in there is going to be, you know, a, a rough day. But are they built to withstand that and still get the W? I think so. You know, I you really couldn't say that last year. You know, like I said, you know, you things might be going well, but we hit a, a spell where we don't, you know, score a basket for six straight minutes or five straight minutes. We were in trouble. You know, we were in trouble. Yeah, well, we might not score for three minutes here, but neither are you. <laughs> you know, and, and and that that's a that's a push. We'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So I, to your point, I, I know you, you said we're 12 games in. The, one of the other things I've noticed is is the effort level. Now, I don't see us going in previous years. We might have a, a game where we go in and it's pretty lackluster on the effort side of it. I don't know if it's just mentally they're not ready. You know, they just they're not into it or whatever. I don't see that team with what's being preached going into a game and not having the same type of effort that they've had in these 12 games. Um, yeah. I, I just don't see that I, I, because I don't see it. It's in their mentality to your point. I think they have that dog mentality where they don't, they, they take pride in the fact that they're not going to let them score. And that's how they know they're going to win ball games. Well, and, and, and it starts at the top, you know, 
uh, love Steve Prom. I think he's a great individual. Have you seen when TJ gets pissed? <laughs> you know, right. is, that, is that really the coach you want, you know, breathing down your neck? Yeah. You know, and sometimes you gotta, you know, you gotta have that sometimes. You gotta have that 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 fire that, you know, that they respond to. You know, you can't always be calm and I get it. You know, everybody wants to kind of be the Tony Tony Dungy, you know, the laid back kind of guy and and still get it done, and that's cool. But sometimes you, you got to hit him with a hot poker. You know, you gotta you gotta wake him up. So. We we had uh, we had Chris Williams on uh, the other week, and and we were talking a little bit about how uh, uh, in that Iowa game uh, he had a scowl on his face the entire time, even when they were up twenty, and and even when he gave, <laughs> even when he even when he gave a, a wink. Of approval, he was still scowling a little bit. I think uh, <laughs> there's something about TJ. It'd be nice to see him, you know, smile every now and then. But yeah, uh, for sure, I think uh, if I were playing, if I made a dumb mistake and I looked over at the bench and I saw that face looking at me, I, I think I'd tighten things up pretty quick. Hey, smiles are for the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, smiles are for the locker room. We chasing W's, man. I never saw a coach ever smile at me, but then again, that might have just been because of my overall performance. <laughs> um, the other thing, since since you brought up Chris Williams, George, do you know what Chris Williams' dream is? No. His dream is to have whiskey with you in his man cave. That's what he said. We've got to make that happen, man. We've got to make that happen. At some point this season, we got to make it happen. we got to. <laughs> Hey, if if we all have to do a game watch from Chris Williams' man cave drinking whiskey, that's right. Uh, he has no idea what he's just opening. <laughs> he's like, I just said I'd come on your pod. I wasn't inviting you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, say George, I, I can't have you on here just to talk about basketball. Um, sure, because we have uh, a. Oh, is this the part, Tim, where we get to ask him about the Chicago Bears and how fucking horrible they are? Uh, no, we're, not, we're, not, we're not getting the, <laughs> Hey, hey, they, they pulled out a surprise win. They they snatched a victory from yeah. the Jaws of Defeat this past weekend. And, uh, and, yeah, okay. I'm, and, uh, you know, <laughs> I guess that's not where Tim was going. Right. We'll talk about <laughs> that later, George. Uh, you know, broken clock is right twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I no. We, we we've got a, a a football game here on on Wednesday. Uh, yes, that, sir. That man, I, I think certainly the season did not go the way uh, that a lot of people expected it to go. And this bowl season, thanks to COVID, has not gone the way that a lot a lot of people had hoped it it was. Um, you know, Clemson reminds me somewhat a little bit of this Iowa State team. They started off as a as a preseason top three team. They were getting first place votes. Their season did not go the way they had expected it to go. Um, but boy, when I look at these two teams on paper, I think I think this could be a, a pretty fun game. I honestly believe it will be. Um, you know, I I think. You know, it's back to that mentality. It's that next man up. And I think, especially with Iowa State, you know, we're going to see a lot of guys out at different positions that 
we hadn't normally seen during the season, you know, mm-hmm. due to guys transfer portal or going to the pros or whatever. Um, you know, you're going to have your, your, your workhorses in there, you know, uh, that tight ends. But I think for us, running back is going to be real special tomorrow. I really do. Yeah. You know, I, I think we're going to have a coming out party for that young man. Um, I'll be all right with that. I think that it's going to be, I would say it's going to take care of it. No, yeah. no I, I honestly believe it. I mean, he's, 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 this is his third year, right? If I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's been, he's been back up three years. You know, he's another kid that, that, that trusted the process. And I think, you know, he's about to get the keys to the, to the big boy body bins and, I think he's about to take it for a spin and, and maybe get it. Yeah, I think he's a hidden gem for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, he flashed a little bit of it in the TCU game. And and coming in, he was just as highly recruited, I believe, as Brees was. Yep. Um, and his statement yesterday that he gave to the press about sticking with it and anybody, you know, it, it would be easy to just jump into the transfer portal I mean, I, he was. Oh, damn, he's back. Oh, <laughs> there you oh, go. Did, did that cut that? Th- my my internet. I the weather here cut my internet right out. Oh, okay. It's, I don't know. Hopefully, it saved that first part. Oh, I'm sure. Oh. I, I'm sure it saved that. I do, yeah, my internet went just just blipped out in the entire house. So, uh, oh, wow. uh, you know when it's. When it's 16 degrees and windy and, and all that, it just kind of wants to cut out, unfortunately. God bless you. I don't know how you do it, man. I, <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know how I do it either. Uh, <laughs> I would, I'd question your sanity if I didn't know you better. <laughs> you already know my sanity is, is tenuous <laughs> at best. <laughs> well, yeah, so if you have plans I'm, to watch the game tomorrow, George, we're at. Oh, right here in the man cave. Yep, I'll be right here. It's I ain't I ain't going nowhere, man. It's it's you know with everything that's going on now, home's about the best place to be. <laughs> Amen to that. You know, home is about the best place to be. So probably one of one of my older kids, my older sons, will come through and we'll sit down and you know pour it up and watch it, watch us get this W. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm really excited. We had mentioned in another podcast, you know, Uyangalele, I think, is is a quarterback you're not going to catch making a whole lot of mistakes, and he's pretty mobile. Uh, I don't know that he's seen a defense like Iowa State is going to throw at him. Uh, no, he hasn't. Um, Clemson is one of those teams where I don't – they don't have, you know, beyond – uh, Uyangalele, they don't have necessarily a lot of stars. They've got a r- lot of really, really good players, but they've they've mixed it well around that there's no, I think, clear standout. And I think I think that defense is certainly going to be up to the task. Um, and you know, like you said, you know, we've got a lot of next man up on on that offense that I think you're going to see uh, some future stars in the making right there. Yeah, it's it's it should be a, a fun game. Um, I do expect us to come out with a W. Um, but you know, Clemson's got their share of issues too. You know, they've got coaching staff issues. Guys that have left took jobs, other places. 
you know, so, you know, they've got people sitting out, you know, uh, going either in the transfer portal or, or going to the league. So, you know, they're, they're, they've been bitten by the same bug we have. You know, I just think, you know, that we got a couple of more Jimmys and they got Joes, and I think we're going to come out on time. Yeah, I, I don't think our transfer portal is 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 as terrible as as it first came to light. I, they released that depth chart last week, and I mean, other than Aishim Young, who's a big loss, we, we do have a majority of guys coming back, and of course, Brees, who's not going to play. That uh, I think we're going to be sitting really good, to be honest with you, as far as as far as who's going to play in the bowl game or what have you. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to get a heavy dose of Purdy and Kohler tomorrow. That's what I think. Oh, and you should. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and you should, and and Chase Allen too. Yeah, you know? yeah, nothing would make me happier than to see Chase Allen get a big game. Um, he's been one of those players that I think has not gotten enough love, uh, this year and for the past couple of years because he's someone who's who's <laughs> playing game in, game out. Uh, uh. Just as important as 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 Charlie, but but doing it in a different way, and and I, I would love to see him have just an absolute monster game tomorrow. Oh yeah, most definitely. You know, I tweeted like- out the other day, uh, just for fun, who I thought who I thought the guys might go to play for in the NFL, and I listed Allen, and some guy came at me and told me there was absolutely zero chance he would even get a sniff in the NFL. Wow! And I was like. You've got to be kidding me, right? Like that, that. There's one of those good examples, George, where I just had to put the phone down and not respond. Like you're telling me that guy won't even get a camp invite? There's no hey, way. Look, we've heard it before. You know something about a kid named Lazard that wasn't going to get a shot in the NFL, right? And look what he's doing every Sunday. Yep. You know, so it it, it doesn't surprise me. You know, everybody's. Outside of uh, you know our our cyclone fans, a lot of people around the nation sell us short, you know, until they see us, and then all of a sudden it's like I didn't realize he was that good. Yeah, we told you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dylan Shaner got a chance. Why why wouldn't Chase Allen get a chance? Right. Yeah. 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 No, it was it was one of those deals where I was like, I I can't believe you're even. I mean, it, it clearly trolling. Uh, with yeah, that take. yeah, very, very bad take on that one. Yeah, although just so you know, I did have Kohler to the Bears. That's where. That's where. I think <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, look, man. If you want to see another Iowa Stater get underutilized in the Nagy offense, then I think you can go ahead and root for that. Nagy's Bob, not going to be there. Don't do that. No, please. He's gone. Bob, he's got. He's, he's a dead man walking. He's got two more games. Because uh, unfortunately, for some strange reason, my Bears never want to fire a coach midseason. They always want to ride it all the way out. So okay, he's got these last two games. He got to be gone, man. He he can't. We can't play another year up under this regime. Hey, hey I feel the oh, same. And not only that, but you can start interviewing guys two weeks early. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? If you know he's gone, why wouldn't you do that? Uh, I, I think because that gets kind of awkward. Think about it if. If they were, if they were, you know, interviewing you for Nagy's job, meanwhile Nagy's down the hall, game plan in the next two weeks. No, that's what I mean, though. But if you're, if you fired him, oh, if you just outright fire him, you're allowed to interview for that job the last two weeks. 
But but yeah. but here's here's my question, and it's been brought up because you know I would I would not be sad to see Mike Zimmer go. Uh, yeah. I think I think he is certainly underperformed. I would. I think you guys should keep him. He's a gem. Uh, <laughs> he's. <laughs> I, I have not seen. I mean, the between the the overconfidence in Kirk Cousins to uh you know we've got an all-time talent in 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 Justin Jefferson that I do not think I do not think people realize like he's he's setting records that that uh uh some of the you know better than than Randy Moss in his first couple of years uh oh he's scary uh, yeah, just he, he's very very good but but again not utilizing talent in the right way um but every time someone says okay we need to fire zim tomorrow uh who are you gonna get who are you gonna hire and john payton and well well, not just that you've got a host of of uh offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators that really need to have a shot you know eric being out in kansas city needs to be yeah. A head coach somewhere, you know. I, I I get. I don't know if Kansas City's just making it too sweet for him to leave, but he deserves it. Uh, Byron Leftwich, he's another one. I think it's time for him to get a shot. I definitely think it's time for Leftwich to get a shot. I can't. Both believe of them that. are getting Leftwich. interviews this week, by the way. I I can't believe oh, Leftwich okay. hasn't already. He 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 should have. So yeah. But okay. Yeah, okay. But but with Leftwich, I mean. Was he not the offensive coordinator in Tampa Bay before Brady got there? Oh, good question. I mean, I think he was, right? So now all of a sudden he's the shit because Tom Brady? I mean, hey. might as well call up Josh McDaniels. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to have a thoroughbred in the race. You know what I'm saying? You can't. Right. You, you, you're not going to get it done with, you know, with a glue horse. Let's keep it real. You're going to have to have a thoroughbred in the race. But even with the thoroughbred in the race, if your game plan sucks, I mean, it's only so much he can do, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, uh, he was at the Cardinals before then. And I, I think one of the biggest things about him is the way players talk about him. Um, yeah. Right. I, if you can get, especially for a guy as young as he is, as, you know, relatively fresh off of his career. He hasn't been out of the league for 10 years. Uh, and the way the players talk about uh, left, which to me is the reason why you got to give that guy a shot. Yeah. But I mean, there's, there's some, there's some OCs that can definitely, that need to be promoted, looked at, you know, I don't think we have to keep recycling head, the, the current head coaches, you know, over and over again. You know, I mean, Honestly, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think because you know, I never liked the fact that we fired Lovey after he went ten and six. It just I didn't so, either. you know that he he and I know he's back in the in the league, but he's another guy that deserves another shot at head coach. You know, oh, for so, sure. Yeah, there are people. I definitely there. wasn't on board with firing him, and I definitely oh, wasn't man. on board when they hired Mark Trustman after that. Woo! Yeah, they could have kept that <laughs> one too. Could have kept that one. Mm. <laughs> Same uh, on up. Nothing else screech a conversation to a halt like, like Mark Tressman. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I, I had I had things I wanted to say about that, and I decided to just uh, 
Yeah, you thought better of it. See? <laughs> Chicken getting soft in your old age. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, uh, no, you guys, you guys have have gone through your fair share of of fun there in Chicago. I'm not gonna lie. Um, we finally got a quarterback, though. Yes, we do. No doubt about that. Yep, got a, got a quarterback. Got two good running backs. Yeah, got I mean, a, I a, mean, Nick, Nick, young tight end. You're right. Oh. Nick Foles looked great last week. Oh, God. If anything, Nick Foles should be the backup. It's funny you brought Andy Dalton up. sucks. I did not. I, here's a little trivia. <laughs> Who has a statue out in front of uh, Eagle Stadium? Nick Foles. I didn't know that. I must, one, I must have been the only one in America who didn't know that. <laughs> like, we, we were there. I was there uh, for a game, for a college game there. When we left out of out of, uh, out of of Brooklyn, coming back home, we, that Saturday we stopped there and went to a game. And I'm like, oh, I wonder whose statue this is. It's Nick Foles. And you want to talk about a fan base. I mean, that wasn't that recent ago. And, and both him and Peterson are gone. How, but out of out of all your Eagles players, that's the guy that gets a statue. Yeah, right? I, I mean, he was a Super Bowl MVP. Uh, but yeah, you're right. He he has got he, naked pictures of Tim. That's the only thing. <laughs> you, you, you know, you know what? If if he's if he's got naked pictures of me, like. Uh, he, he can go ahead and show them because those aren't worth anything. That poor bastard oh, is. Uh, he's yeah. Got naked pictures of you, and the best he could do is the Chicago Bears. He's got he's, some serious problems. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> all he's doing is punishing himself. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, now that we've reached the the uh, naked pictures of me uh, portion of the podcast, I think it's probably about time we wrap this thing up. Um, <laughs> Chris, did you have any other questions for George? I don't. Nope. Just uh, much appreciation for coming on and giving us the time, George. Uh, I, I am going to go to my first basketball game in probably six years. So I'm, I'm going to two in January. So maybe I'll catch you up there. Sweet, sweet. Uh, it'd be up if, you know, if I'm there, I'll definitely, you know, we have a drink, or, you know. All right, we'll grab that whiskey. Yeah, yeah, that always works. Texas and TCU, those are the games I'm going to. I'll, and I'll probably be there. Is there are those uh, weekday games? Those are weekend. Oh, I'm there. Yeah, I'll see you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you. Yeah, we, weekend games. I'll be clear up in the top. So, hey, hey I'll, I'll we'll meet you in the middle. Other, man. We'll find each other. <laughs> the, the wife has already had already put her foot down. We're not missing any weekend games. That was her. That was her. Her decree. So I'm like, oh yes, ma'am. We're there. You do what mom says. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I love it, uh, George. Anything else you want to say about this basketball or this football team, or or anything else uh, that's on your mind? Uh, for the football team, man, uh, they'll get this W tomorrow. Everybody, you know, just sit back, relax, and and, and watch it happen. Uh, for the basketball team, hey, just just you know. Take it like they're taking it, one game at a time. Let's not get ahead of our skis. You know, let's not put the the cart before the horse. We can't be Big Twelve champs without winning one game at a time. 
So that's what's got to happen. Cancel that tattoo I already scheduled. <laughs> God no, damn it! No, I appreciate the the not getting ahead of your skis as <laughs> as a as a winter sport uh, participant. <laughs> I'm not going to call myself an athlete by any means. Uh, I have definitely gotten ahead of my skis before, and uh, my face can attest to that. So, uh, um. I think I appreciate very much those words of wisdom. Uh, George, thank you again very much for joining us. Listeners, thank you very much for joining us. This has been Old Man Strength, a podcast of the Tailgate Society. Please check us out on the web at thetailgatesociety.com, on Twitter at Tgate Society. We have a lot of great other podcasts, sports and corks, matinee, baseball, uh, bitter units, uh, culture check, a few other I, I'm certain I am missing, but a lot of great. Are you content. on the last matinee baseball? I was on the last matinee baseball. Um, yeah, they were dumb enough to have me on, but it was a lot of fun. So <laughs> please go ahead and, and check that out. Please go ahead and check us out on the web. You can find Chris at, at strength underscore old. He is SciGrad, SciDad on Twitter. I am Tim Johnson, MN on Twitter. Uh, George, your Twitter handle is escaping me right now. Uh, the main event. Yes, the main event. So please go yeah. ahead and, and check out George. He is one hell of a good Twitter <laughs> yeah, follower. I have no idea that's what that said. <laughs> <laughs> entire time. I'm so dumb. <laughs> now I got to go look. Shut oh, up. good luck. So please go ahead and hop on Twitter and tell us how your outside dad how dumb he is. Uh, you will no, don't do that. You will find, you will my, find my mailbox is already full. I was gonna say you will find me and our friend Bill uh, already there making fun of him, so it'll be perfect. <laughs> um, but yes, please go ahead and and check us out uh, on Twitter. We have a Facebook. I think Chris is doing a TikTok thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm an old. I don't know how that works. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't send you there. Our TikTok is just delved into absolute. Shit show. Okay, so so don't go there. Go ahead and check us out at strength underscore old. Um, you have once again wasted another hour plus with us, and we thank you for it. So this has been Old Man Strength, and we will see you guys next time. I don't want to get on the bandwagon. I'll burn that wagon down and join the band. Traveling troubadours terrorizing street corners Just to try to get some supper in our hands Now I waited all my life to get this off my chest Green bloody murder until someone understands That it ain't about the money, the drugs, or the women I make this noise just because I can And we'll all join in To that original scene